to the Bedpost Podcast. I am your host, as always, Erin Pym. And here at the podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into my studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. Um, before I get to my guests, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping because over the past couple of weeks, I finally launched a Patreon. That's Woo. right. <laughs> Woo, indeed. Uh, a, a whole, you know, more than three years into me doing this podcast. She's quick, guys. She's on top of things over really, here. I, I just was intimidated to make one for so long. I thought it would be really hard to make and that people wouldn't want to give me their money or something. Um, but, you know, fucking uh, pay me, bitches. And you can do so at The Bedpost Show. So patreon.com slash The Bedpost Show. Um, I just put it up like maybe a week ago. I already have three Patreons. Woo! And you know that I'm thinking that I'm like, why didn't I do this three years ago? And you know I'm doing it now. So if you want to, if you've been a listener over these past few years, and you want to throw the artist a couple bucks, I really appreciate it. Um, again, you know what took me so long? I don't exactly have an answer for that. <laughs> I appreciate everybody uh, jumping on that bandwagon now. So you can do that again at Patreon.com/slash/TheBedPostShow. So people, everybody, everyone listening, ASMR, ASMR, people, Um, this episode has nothing to do with ASMR, but has everything to do with kink. I do love a good ASMR, though. Oh, it's like porn for your brain. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I have a really fun, fantastic guest who I've kind of recently become acquainted with and have started to work with in a lot of different fun, kinky, sexy contexts. So uh, please welcome to the mic, everybody. She is a performer, an artist. She's a, a kinkster extraordinaire. Welcome to the mic, Martha. Hi there. Yes, that is me. <laughs> I am fun, and I am sexy, and I am a guest on and the you're show. Kinky, yeah. and I'm kinky. I'm very kinky. This yeah. is true. You, yeah, you a kinky girl. Um, to give people some context, why mm-hmm. don't uh, why don't uh, you say as much as you want to say in your own words as to kind of how we became acquainted with each other? We were at a kinky sort of party, yeah. and um, oh my gosh, how should I refer to you on the podcast? Oh, I can. I, I talk about my pro dom work, so I'm I'm Aaron as far as bedpost goes. Okay, but my dom persona is Lady Pim, so you can use either. Okay, awesome. Um, I met the lovely seductive Lady Pim mm-hmm. at a kink party event. And I was there with um, two partners, and one of them very graciously um, introduced me to Lady Pim, (laughs) shall we say. And um, I had an absolutely fabulous, fantastic experience. Um, Me too. I got to tell you, me too. And it was really interesting for me because I sort of felt like a very intense connection. Um, Me too. And... But I, I was like, oh, I don't want to be creepy. Like, she's at work. I'm, I'm not going to be that person because um, I know how awkward that can be. So I was like, I'm just going to let it be. I'm not going to approach her. Because honestly, like, the, the couple days after that, I was kind of like, oh, I almost wanted to send you a message. Like, thank you so much. Like, Aww. that was amazing. 
Um, That's very sweet. You yeah. Can, in the future, like people that do kind of work with pro doms kind of in a professional context, that is a totally okay thing to do to shoot them a message. Um, not that you will have their private phone number and don't like try to seek out their private phone number or anything weird like that. That's not okay. But like, you know, to email the ritual chamber, say if you saw me through the ritual chamber, to email the ritual chamber and mm-hmm. be like, I just wanted to say thank you to Lady Pam or whatever. Like, we love not only hearing feedback, um, but, you know, stuff we can use as a testimonial. That is so right. valuable to us as business people. I should people. do that for you. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was yes, gonna you be, should. I will. I will. That's a direct order. Um, yeah, I was I was considering, like, DMing you on Twitter. And, and I, it sort of just felt like you were in my brain. And You got in my brain. That was definitely... This, this was a party where I did, a, like, a lot of mini sessions. And you were most definitely my most memorable scene that you evening. I'm so flattered. No. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> it's so true, though. You're saying, like, that you felt kind of, you know, connected and, and all of that. I mm. totally felt the exact same way. Yeah, and I, I feel like in a lot of... I don't even really classify myself as, like, a sub. I'm definitely not a typical sub. Yes, I know you. You do some switchy, <laughs> some switchy I'm, stuff. Some I'm dommy very, stuff. very switchy. Um, <laughs> so I find that a lot of femdoms or prodoms, like... I might not necessarily get along with because they might not get what makes me tick. Um, I'm not a stereotypical sub in a lot of ways. Um, but no, I felt like you were right there and you got it right away and I didn't have to say anything. And it was really, really amazing. And I, I understand how people can get pretty addicted to going to pro because it's just... <laughs> Yeah, it was very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, mm. And you feel totally just seen and accepted. and Yeah, seen. I, that's yeah. a good, uh, that's a great way to put mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, as pro-doms, we, we want you to tell us what you really want. Like, tell us what your fantasy is. Mm-hmm. Don't feel judged or that we're going to judge you or that... Don't feel that you have to edit it to make it sound kind of normal, quote unquote, right. or whatever. Like, we're here for you. Yeah. We're here to do the thing for you. Yeah. So, like, by all means, show us your true self so we can, like, and th- and I think that's why maybe we had a great connection is because you were just, I, I got that from you. And I was like, yeah, let's do this together. Like, let's really go there. Not, not just do a surface yep. level session you yep. know like let's really let's dig deep baby. let's dig deep yeah 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 and then we were uh we did a lovely fundraiser together through yes. your through your art school because you are also an artiste yes i go to ocad um and yeah i was doing a fundraiser for the program and lady pim graciously did a lovely burlesque number for us and I think made everybody in the room very shy. Oh, it was so funny. I love doing burlesque in front of a crowd that like is not ready for burlesque. (laughs) The theme was filth and decadence. I don't know what they were expecting, okay? When I'm doing the event hunting for an event, this is what you should expect, okay? Like, <laughs> they were naive. They were very naive. I love that, though. I love people, mm-hmm. like, try- pretending to not see your breast <laughs> or whatever. Like, like, just, like, looking away and being like, oh, that's a boob. Like, what did you expect? I love and, it. And can I say what was so funny about that? <gasps> oh, yes, please do. Okay, so there was a lovely um, couple in the crowd that Lady Pim was engaging with because they were the only people that weren't shy and were actually, I think, appreciating the art of the burlesque. Mm-hmm, and um, afterwards, I had to tell her that those were, in fact, my parents. 
and that my father had pulled off her corset strings, yeah. and it was very involved, and... <laughs> they were the only... They were, like, right standing right there at the front and, like, actively engaged. Right. Like, paying attention yes. to my... So I'm like, of course I'm going to interact with you, and then that's so funny. That was your mom and dad. <laughs> I love it. It was good. It was, like, great. Well, she's already my family. It's I out mean... of the way. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about doing that at a later yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and why it, don't you tell people, um, sorry to cut you off, uh, why don't you tell people what you were doing that evening? I, I got was, to witness a lovely, lovely performance by you. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Um, I was doing a full body rope suspension. Mm. Um, so I was up in the air for about, I think around 25 minutes probably mm. with the lovely um, Nightwolf AJ go follow him on Instagram. Yep. He works at the kink salon or not the kink salon. It's just the salon, yep. the rope salon. Look it up. If you want to learn how to tie people. Um, he's a great teacher. He's awesome. Yeah. And he worked so fast. Like when you're doing public mm-hmm. rope suspension, you got to be motoring along because yeah. you can't just be having some boring tie where you're sitting there forever tying. Yeah. He, he was like a, Busy little bee bouncing all over you. That was the third time we had ever tied together. Wow, that is amazing. And I felt so safe and secure, and I didn't have to worry, and it was really comfortable and painless. And I think part of that was the adrenaline from like the crowd and performing, um, because I love that aspect of it. But um, yeah, I'm really grateful to like was that I was able to do that with him specifically because he's a natural performer and he's so good at what he does. Yeah, he so, had yeah. you in all different beautiful poses. And transitions. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. He had the transitions figured out. You mm-hmm. were kind of in like these fairy wings. And yes. He got you in all these poses that you look like you were like flying like through a forest. Mm-hmm. It was really beautiful and yeah. very skilled. Oh, thank you. The theme was, yeah, I was in full fairy drag. Um, I had like a blue face, all these sparkles glued to me. Um, I definitely use like makeup and costuming as, um, an outlet for my creativity as well. Um, because I'm very performative. I would consider that like kind of a whole performance, a performance art aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm in the air, I really do just feel like a living, breathing art object. Um, very cool. And I love that. I love that I can use my body to make all these wonderful shapes and sort of be molded and fleshed out um, with this connection with somebody. And it, it feels really intense and lovely. And I think, I hope, like, the crowd was able to pick up on that because I did get a lot of people come up to me afterwards and were like, wow, that was so amazing. That was really incredible. Um, it was beautiful to watch, I have to you. say, as an audience member. Like, you looked like you were so serene and... Like, you were just channeling, like, ethereal woodland fairy. Like, did it... That's what I was going for. Yeah, and, and I have a question for you. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if, like, you had to... Was that because you were, like, at a, actively meditating to get to kind of a serene, clear mind space? Or because just being tied naturally does feel make you feel that way? You know what I mean? Did you have to work to get there? Kind of working against the discomfort of rope being I uh, think- suspended or not? Yeah, no, it was funny because afterwards my brother was telling me, he's like, you should have smiled more or something. And I was like... You did, though. I I was trying. Yeah, I was trying to. Um, But I think, yeah, rope bottoming, it's, I think, a big misconception about it is that you just kind of sit there and look pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually quite active. It takes a good good amount of work. You need a, a body awareness and... I don't, yeah, it takes a lot of mental effort as well, mm-hmm. a lot of focus. Um, 
for me, when I'm doing really intense situations like that, where I think I'm being watched by a lot of people, Mm -hmm. I I like going into sort of an altered headspace Mm -hmm. where it is very objectifying. Um, and it's interesting because that can be a whole spectrum. Um, because I see idolization as a form of objectification. I see degradation as a form of objectification. So I just say that I, I straight up have sort of an objectification, objectification kink, and it yeah. can go either way. Um, or actually being an object. Yes, like exactly. Being like, as you were saying, a piece of art, being uh-huh. a footstool, being a chair, being yeah. a table. Like, yep. it can look that way, too. It, absolutely. I don't want to say that that was like a kinky performance, because it wasn't. But yeah. it still kind of requires me to get into a headspace where... Um, I sort of have to let go and because it's, it's, it's an interesting thing of sort of being like entertainment for a crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the, is it performative or, or is it yeah. something that's little between just the two of you and yeah. And I think with, with specifically mm-hmm. that piece, it, um, I do feel very connected to him, but it, it, there is definitely an aspect of it. It is being very performative and this idea that we are doing something for the crowd and I'm putting my body through sort of a strenuous activity mm-hmm. um, for the sake of the crowd and I, I really do enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I, I'm really I'm really focusing on really pointing my toes, really arching my back, really like thinking about how can I make myself into all these really beautiful shapes for other people. <laughs> That sounds very vain, but, um... <laughs> sacrifice myself yeah. for art. I, well, yeah, sometimes I do call myself a sacrificial yes. lamb sometimes. Um, <laughs> and just, you can't say that I haven't suffered for my art because I, I had bruises the next day from that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. so... And that's yeah. just part of it. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's... But I do, yeah, I, I do. It can be very meditative, very serene. It's sort of just letting go and, um, really tapping into, like, a, an alternative... An alternate headspace. Yeah, that an is alternate state. Yeah, absolutely. Are you like, would you say you're in subspace? Definitely a rope space. I don't yeah. know. I, um, I think I have been in a rope that is sort of a subspace that I would classify it as more of like just a rope space. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that sort of aspect of it, that switch of persona or whatever you want to call it, like that is also sort of integral in the art and creativity aspect of it because I think so much of being an artist is for a lot of people like having that persona of the artist that they're projecting um in performance art and Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's sort of a lot of where the artwork I think comes from with me when I'm doing rope stuff you know and you also mentioned to me that that was the first time that you performed uh suspension in front of a crowd that large yes yeah I believe so yeah I've done definitely a lot of suspensions in front of like, groups of people um, at different events, but that, I think there was probably at least 100 That people. was a huge space. A gorgeous yeah. space, too. Yeah. It was at OCAD. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was definitely the first time I was there in front of that many people. Because there were even, like, a little balcony, kind of, where people yes. were just kind of peering over at you. Like, yeah. Yeah. How, did, how did that feel? Um, awesome. Like, it, it really did feel like an art, like, dedicated space, um, which mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah, if, for anyone that knows OCAD, it was it was in the Great Hall, so it's this cavernous, big, beautiful um, space, and that was really awesome too. Um, that was definitely, I think, one of the first times I had done rope in such a like specifically art context, art space, art institution, mm-hmm. and a lot of sort of I don't know plans I have for kind of integrating those two worlds. I really want to bring sort of certain kink aspects and artify them and bring them into a gallery setting and. 
yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, because as so an artist, yeah. you are inspired, like, in your art, yes. your visual art, yeah. um, to inspired by kink and by Absolutely. sex and sexuality, yeah. right? What kind of art do you, do you do when you talk about that? Um, so, I don't know, I do so many different kinds. Um, multimedia. <laughs> multimedia, yeah, um, which I think is good. I like to dip my toe into everything, but a lot of what I've been working with recently has been collage work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in my thesis year, so... A lot of my thesis work has been around sort of deconstructing the aesthetics of pornography. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely a very feminist artist, and I'm definitely not an anti-porn feminist in any sort of means. Like, I'm very pro-sex work. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's very funny because I find feminist critiques of porn tend to be that it's too degrading or violent. Um, and it's, I always say yeah. that, well, actually my sex life is way more grotesque and violent and degrading than what I see than in what porn. I see in porn. It's, um, yeah, I just feel like the industry maybe gets caught up in its own cliches and tropes and oh, for sure, yeah. industry standards. And, and it's undoubtedly through a male lens, mm-hmm, the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sort of all about, or most of it is about female submission, male dominance, but in a, like a very, I don't know, almost... A cliche, stereotypical way. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So I'm kind of collaging images of myself or other images um, to sort of create. I don't know. It's something, something that feels more new and diverse and interesting to me. And real. And real. Um, I, for example, I had a very classical pinup photo of myself, and I put a pig head on it. (laughs) Right. Love it. Yeah. And I was I was talking to um, one of my profs and. And I was saying that, like, I feel like that makes it harder for someone to jack off to it. <laughs> and she was like, well, I don't know. Like, Depends who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think maybe a lot of men would like that. Um, and I was saying, well, go- well, good. Like, that I'm somehow more okay with because it's it's just, it's, it's, it's um, taking it away from a, I don't know, like, this sort of pretty, like, super hyper femme, typical image that we all have that's like that expectation and yeah, the bleached hair of the big boobs the tanned bod yeah exactly and pumped lips the yeah full which face is of great. makeup love that High that's heels. good but yeah. there needs to be room for more um that's my opinion on it and i think that has to do with a lot of having more female creators of yeah. pornography more yeah. disabled people making porn yeah more, more people, people of color, color. Yeah. um yeah. More people on the trans spectrum. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, Non-binary folks, yeah. All that. Yeah. Oh, I should shout out some people, maybe. Okay, we can do that later. Definitely. Yeah. I know some non-binary creators of porn, and it's awesome, and very different, and yeah. very weird, and I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Right yeah. now, I'm really into Crash Pad series. I don't know what that is. Oh, they're a lovely, uh, just queer porn company, mm-hmm. and you see all types of different bodies, um, you know, of all different abilities. Uh, all different skin colors, all different ages, all different people right. on the trans spectrum, non-binary spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, you know, it, and it's obviously like feminist independent porn. Awesome. But it, I think even feminist porn, quote unquote, has like... Can be problematic. Yeah, it can be problematic in a lot of ways. And this is like a queer, it's queering everything, absolutely. which That's I That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I just... I want everything to be seen with nuance because yeah. I feel like there's, I've talked to feminists who are like, well, porn can only be with real couples and it has to be very loving. And I just, I find that so limiting. And That's condes- limiting too. And so in its own way. And so condescending too, because it's just like, 
Well, men get to have all this sexual agency, and I think um, women or people of their genders need to have that same level of agency, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also not accurate that that's all the like porn that women like. I remember, I think, reading a Pornhub survey that the most people that watch gangbangs are women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I think people maybe don't think about that or realize that, but yeah, it's, they're, yeah, I don't know, there needs to be room for more. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my wor- artwork has been sort of around... More viewpoints. Creating imagery that feels kind of diverse and is arousing, but also kind of disturbing or disgusting. And I, I want to bring all those reactions into people. And Yeah, and taboo. I mean, yeah. taboo is a huge drive behind mm-hmm. uh, what people define as sexy, right? That's yep. m- most of what kink is about, yep. right? So, yep. yeah, to kind of bring that bring that into focus as well. Like, it's so wrong, it's right. Like, oh <laughs> my course. God. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be. It needs to be able to be messy and complicated. I think that's where the real fun is, and that's where growth can be. Um, So yeah, it's it's just really about expanding like sexual imagery out there, and from an artistic lens. And what does that look like? Can porn be art? Definitely. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, I I would say so. But I think for a lot of people, they would disagree. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I want to prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, because that's the driving force behind everything I do. I just, fuck you, I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all y'all. Yeah. Um, do you have something uh, in mind for, like, future projects, kind of where you want to see this thesis go, like, out into the world in the future? Like, what do you, um, what do you see for yourself as an artist when it comes to, like, all this sex and sexuality and kink stuff? I think I want to pursue academia. I think awesome. I would, well, first of all, because I think art academia would give me the freedom to do all that sort of stuff. Um, But I think I would actually like to, you know, be writing actual real essays about this and doing real, like, academic research on it and integrating that with the two. Um, I think that's really interesting. I think society tends not to take porn seriously or doesn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're really in denial just about how much this sort of stuff influences our own sex lives or, like, the fact that porn is sex education for most people, mm-hmm. um, how that influences our desires, and, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody, yeah, most people watch porn. Yeah. People, most people watch porn throughout their entire lives, and to argue, to try and argue that that's not going to shape people's connection with their own bodies, yep. to their partners, to yep. their ideas of sexuality mm-hmm. in general is absolutely insane. And I, uh, like, I have to make sure that I don't expose myself to too much of it because then I lose sense of my own fantasies. And I, I really put a lot of effort into making sure that I'm using my own creative mind to really think about, well, what are my actual real desires? And mm-hmm. not just because I'm just kind of consuming someone else's desires. Yeah. I think that's really important for people. And I think people don't fantasize anymore they yeah don't... like put down the phone for a second yeah. and actually just lay in your bed and, and think and think you know <laughs> i know it seems effort. like a lot of work it, I, it seems yeah. it's hard i i get it mm-hmm. but like once in a while just try it and see what you come up with because you might surprise yourself yes you know yeah like and something that i tend to do as well um is like if i see like a little clip like i'm I just started to be on Twitter because my Dom persona, Lady Pim, now has a Twitter account. I've never been on Twitter before. Mm-hmm. And I basically follow all pro-doms right. and, like, sex workers. Yeah. So my feed is just, like, 
all porn, right? right? So, like, one thing that I've kind of interested in doing lately is where, like, I'll see a super short clip on Twitter. Yeah. um, Or a GIF, even, or, Mm -hmm. like, something very, very small. And then I'll be like, okay, I take this as inspiration. (laughs) And I now go into the bedroom and then, like, think of where that fantasy could go. Right. And, like, how it involves me and, you know, things of what I'm into. I don't know if I do that consciously. I just see the thing and I'm like, oh, I'm turned on I'm gonna go masturbate essentially but that's essentially what I do is like I use that as like an inspo for my own creative kind of collaboration experience when I masturbate that point that you're seeing like created by those prodoms uh yeah either prodoms I follow like a lot of trans performers who I love like Natalie Mars is like one of my favorite she's a super kinky trans woman um who yeah just gets it right oh (laughs) yeah Uh, Wesley Woods is also, like, my favorite gay performer. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just... He uh, is really quirky and fun in his porn. So there's always, like, some sort of subversion, even though it's, like... You know, it can look like just male hardcore porn, like, gay hardcore porn, porn, but he, like, always puts some funny shit in it that I just appreciate so much, and I'm just like, oh, you inspire me as an artist. I love it. (laughs) I think we need to approach these things with a sense of humor. Oh, Um, yeah, like, a lot of porn, like, straight, cis, male (laughs) porn is so serious, and, like, it's just, like, fucking, and it's like, no, Uh, like, let's see some laughter, let's see some, like, alternative ideas, and, like, mm -hmm. just, like... Like, let's have a little more fun with this. It doesn't have to be so cookie cutter. Yeah. The dude fucking the woman. Yeah. Like, as hard as he possibly can yeah. for 20 minutes. Like, oh my God. can we have a little more creativity involved, yeah. please? Yeah. That's There's all. just such a, like, it's just all the same. And it's, it's all the same. It's a checklist, and you know what yep. it's going to, and it's just. Yeah, she gives him a head, yeah. and then he maybe spends a half a second <laughs> reciprocating some mm-hmm. oral or mm-hmm. manual stimulation, and then they hardcore fuck for, like, right. you know, they do, you know, if it's an, another male in the room, there's always the DP. There's always, <laughs> yeah, it's like they hit, they all have this exact same yeah. format that they all follow, and it's yeah. like fucking snooze fest, I'm sorry, but. One of the pieces that I've been thinking about that I want to do is what I will call pegging schoolgirl. Yeah. <laughs> so I I'm, just I'm into it already. Very stereotypical, <laughs> like innocent, like pin up, like oh, kind of schoolgirl outfit, uniform, the whole thing. But she just has a massive, massive strap dick. on, Love and it. it's clear that she's going to use this on a man. Yes, um, and I really like like that's sort of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about subverting expectations. Like that's my favorite thing because. I don't have an issue with anybody having, like, a schoolgirl fantasy or fetish. That's fine. I'm no, not going to police yeah. or judge anybody's fantasies, yeah. right? Um, but, like, if it, if that's all let's about... Fe- let's if, play with what yeah, that means. If it's all... Because that really is all about, like, kind of female innocence and submission. And it's like, well, what if we totally remove that from the context? And what does it do? And I don't know. I find that just so fun and interesting and kind of empowering in a way. I think that kind of can take away a lot of the problematic elements. It's like... For sure taking like female youth and making it all about power and like dominating men cool yeah yeah for uh the ritual chamber uh lady ophira who's one of our dominants uh she has a bunch of beautiful photos taken and like a scene that she uh you know she's marketing right so she's taking pictures that that 
people will look at it and buy that fantasy. Right. Like, book her for an hour for that fantasy. And one of the photo shoots she did, she's in a schoolgirl uniform, mm-hmm. but the narrative is she's a bully. Love it. And the bully, this bully schoolgirl yeah. is going to fuck you up. Like, yeah. in whatever role play we want to do, like, what situation that is, but she's the bully. And, and I'm I like, it. I love it. Yeah. I love how, like... Because I have a lot of schoolgirl photos, and mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I can't really use these for my Dom persona, but I'm like, fuck yeah, Lady Ophira is like turning this on its head, yes. and I fucking love it. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah, and yeah. I have to say, I think a lot of that comes maybe from personal roots because I I was a Catholic schoolgirl. Me too. Doesn't that explain too. so much? I know. And I, if I'm thinking about it honestly, the time that I got catcalled and harassed and yes, me too. stared at the most all through high school, I was 15. When I was wearing that uniform, like, that uniform means something and culturally, and men will stare at you, and it's really gross, and it's really creepy, because they don't even have the excuse of, like, well, I thought she looked older. It's like, no. you literally know I'm in high school. Mm-hmm. And that really had a, a very deep, I think, effect on me. Um, I think that's where my exhibitionist comes from, because... I think for a long... I was kind of scared to go outside for a little bit because I was just like, I knew I was going to get all this weird, creepy attention that I didn't want. Yeah. And, and it was, yeah, it was coming from a place of like, oh, she's young and I can stare at her because I think she's not going to say anything. And I want to like... That's rapey. <laughs> Content <laughs> but honestly, warning, but that's, that's rapey. Yeah, that's honestly, I think, what it is. And so it's like, I really, I really like taking that sort of image and making it reclaiming it making it about power reclaiming the power of that image that's yeah that's a lot of I think of what I want to do and also personally like for me I was Catholic Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic schooling my whole schooling yeah as well um and for me like where a lot of my kinks come in are like because yeah I was objectified so for me being objectified now is Mm -hmm. like that's the most taboo thing in the world for me because that was the last thing I wanted yep you know all throughout high school so me you know wanting to do a scene nowadays where like if I'm subbing or bottoming like I'm bringing that situation that has a really a really close emotional tie to me a negative emotional tie and me creating this controlled circumstance where I, uh, where I can control the narrative, essentially, and make it be fun and sexy and all the things I want it to be. And like, you know, for me, that really solidified a big taboo of mine, as far as objectification goes, because people would always be objectifying me. And I'd be like, I I cut off, I had long blonde hair, I fucking cut it off. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I dyed it. I, I used to wear makeup. Uh, and I stopped wearing makeup, like all that kind of things. I used to wear kind of jacked up bras, stop wearing bras, like all that stuff so that people would not see me in this sexual, uh, as a sexual object. Are we the same person? Are you me? Am I, I looking I in a mirror? I feel like I'm mirror? looking in a mirror. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I relate to that so much. I think like my exhibitionism really comes from like, oh, okay, you're going to look at me? Well, great. I'm going to be in control of that situation. I'm going to enjoy you looking at me and you're objectifying me. I'm objectifying you, objectifying me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a really interesting way of, I think, reclaiming that sort of sense of power about it. For sure. I totally think that's where that came from. And it was also very similar. Like, right now I've got a mohawk. I cut off all my hair. I used to wear makeup all the time. I stopped doing that. I stopped wearing bras at like 15. Yeah. Because it's like, like, fuck this. This is stupid. I got small titties anyway. <laughs> Me I too. Don't yeah. We don't need them. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. Um, 
I oh yeah, I grow out all my body hair. Yeah, me the way. too. Me too. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, not and- right now, but for like for like eight years, awesome. I I'd grown out all my body hair. Yeah, and I rocked um, that for a long time. It's so important for me, and I think for everybody that like people are able to present their body in the way that they want to. I yeah. think that could be so important in reclaiming it. And um, I don't know. I think women like are really. And, like, socialized to have a fear about that. Like, oh, I need to be fuckable. Like, that's where my value comes from. Yes. And so I just really tried to do everything that scared me because I knew it was going to supposedly make me, quote-unquote, less fuckable. Um, and then I realized it doesn't matter. It doesn't it, fucking <laughs> matter. Like, it's never... It's literally never been an issue. Yeah. Like, no one, no one fucking cares. Like, um, yeah. So fucking do it. If you want to grow your armpit hair, do it. Like... And it's probably a good way to, like, filter out the douches anyway. Although I've yeah. literally never had anyone be like, oh, that's a problem be for like, me. I don't want to be with you because you have our... Like, Yeah, and, and if somebody is going to be that way, great. I don't want to fucking fuck you anyway. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> but I just want to reassure people out there, like, do whatever you want. It's not going to stop people from being attracted to you. People will honestly. be into it. If you're yeah. be, especially if you're being your authentic self, mm-hmm. what's more attractive than that? Of somebody course. rocking their own persona yeah you know yeah two years ago I shaved my head and that was and I I honestly people were like why would you do that I was like because it scared me and I knew that that was stupid that that scared me yeah I was I I was seeing a guy at the time and I (laughs) shaved off all my I completely shaved my head uh, and then it was like right before a date that we we're supposed to go out, and we <laughs> went out, and like he could see me from down the street waiting, and I could just see him like shaking his head. I'm like, yeah, I did this to like fucking, because I knew he would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> also, men, that is that is the truth. Is if you say these things, like I don't want you to do that, they're oh, gonna do it. It's oh. insensitive, right? It's yeah. insensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And now nothing scares me because it's just once you do it, then you realize it's silly and it doesn't scare you anymore. And also, all my partners loved it and were super supportive. And it was like, great, I have awesome people in my life that yeah. support my choices. Totally, yeah, yeah. I was lucky in high school. I had uh, when I started being a real freakazoid. <laughs> I had like a really great group that also were going through that at the same time. So right. Like, we had yeah. a ska band. Oh my god. We, oh yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm that old that that was like, <laughs> that was cool. Mm-hmm. Like that was subversive at the time to right. be in a ska band. Um, but like, yeah, just a good little gang of like deviants that we were all just like doing our own thing for the first time basically mm-hmm. in our lives. And yeah. we're really, really finding ourselves through that yeah. I was really lucky in high school to have, like, a core group of female friends that were also feminist and, like, really kind of discovering what that means. And, and that's really, I think, super important if you can have that supportive network of, like, yeah. women in your life that yeah. support you. I was yeah. lucky, for sure, at that time, because literally the rest of the school <laughs> absolutely threw shit at us all day long oh. and were, you know, yelling shit at us all day long. So it's important that you've at least got a few people that you can, you know, have good times with. Because mm-hmm. yeah. when I look back, I'm like, I had a great time throughout high school, which is hilarious because, like, <laughs> I was, like, just berated <laughs> by my peers constantly. But, you know, yeah, that little group just 
made it all made all the difference right, right? Yeah. yeah anyways we should take a, a bit of a break okay. uh and then we're gonna come back and uh, talk about more kinky fun stuff with Woo! my lovely guest uh the artistic the kinky <laughs> the performerist martha Woo. <laughs> take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all oasis aqua lounge is a water themed sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame free when it comes to pleasure and play check them out at their website oasisaqualounge.com Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Provocateur Images is the official boudoir photography studio of Bedpost. To receive 10% off your next studio session, use the coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T. For more information and to see the gorgeous shots that are possible at this studio, check out provocateurimages.ca or follow them at provocateur underscore images on Instagram. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bed Post Podcast. I'm here with my lovely friend, Martha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and uh, we thought we'd, uh, even though this is going to air slightly after this event, we thought we would talk about a really fun event that we have planned for this Saturday yep. at the Phoenix, which is a really cool venue. I've never been, but Have I'm you? sure it's lovely. Um, talking about talking about uh, being a punky ska person in high school, I saw Weezer there <gasps> in like 1998. I was one. Does that make you feel guilty? <laughs> that should make you feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, yeah, like 98. Yeah. No, it's an awesome concert. Wow. I gotta tell you. I can imagine. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's like a live music venue. I mean, they do have a lot of kind of, I guess they have club type events i'm sure they have all types Mm -hmm. of events but i've seen a bunch of live music in that space it's like a it's a real fucking deal awesome and i'm so excited me too and so this is an event um by northbound leather pitbull events um and it's like as far as we know (laughs) because we're supposed to get all the details this evening but it's going to be like it's kind of like a kink club atmosphere it's just straight up called fetish Mm -hmm. Uh, all caps, but the I in fetish is 
a baby eye. Um, <laughs> that's how you find it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Real memorable. Yeah. Also very creative. <laughs> But you know, it tells you what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It, you know, <laughs> it makes it real clear. You, there's real no clear. room for you to be like offended, like, oh my goodness, I was not expecting this. Yeah. When that's the name of it. Yes, that's good. But it's like a club atmosphere, and then uh, a bunch of the dominants from the ritual chamber are going to be performing live demos uh, as a part of the atmosphere of this fun, fetishy, kinky event. Mm hmm. And Miss Martha is uh, one of my bottoms for the evening. I'm very excited. Yes. And, um, yeah, and uh, what are some of the things that we might get up to, Martha? I know there was some discussion of splooshing. Yes, a possible sploosh. Which, even for people that don't even know really what splooshing is, do you want to talk about that, what that means even? Um, I believe it's just stepping in food. Yeah. And then there can be some consuming of the food. Mm-hmm. I, does that include all full body, like wet and messy stuff? I think so. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very yeah, it's very closely tied to wet and messy fetish. Mm-hmm. So you know, just having kind of, and I think it can even be not food. It can just be wet and, and messy, messy anything. Right. Yeah, splooshing. Just like it can be full body. It can yeah, as you're saying, like stepping in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it's food, then one p- person can consume the food off of another person. Yes. <laughs> you know, a lot of fun things can happen. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll have to see whether the facility can handle our splooshing. They can't handle us. They They're not ready. Can they take our splooshing? Because <laughs> ideally, there's a shower. <laughs> That would be nice, yes. A shower would be nice, especially if there's any sort of full body uh, splooshing happening. Pie in my hair is really fun until I have to take the bus home with it. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? I yeah. would be, yeah, I'd rather not do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we will not make you do that. Oh, my God. Um, That's terrible. But otherwise, yeah, if there's a shower, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. What do you enjoy about that type of play? Um, I think my sort of segue into it or introduction to it was definitely mm-hmm. through feet. Feet yes, play. Yes, yes, feet play yes. is a big thing for me. I'm kind of known for it. I'm kind of so. known for my feet. <laughs> well, I, I did win um, one of the first times. I did win some sort of competition which involved like foot worship. Yes, you did. With food. Yeah, right when I was beginning to enter the scene. And it was great because there's not a lot of um, girls that admire feet, I think, from the bottom perspective. Yeah. So I, I was would, the only I girl there, and I won, and I yeah, beat all the boys, it. and that made me feel really good. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I I like eating pie off feet. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> you like pie. I think you really like pie. I, I, I also up. love sweet thing. I am such a like hedonist when it comes to sugary sweets, yeah. so it just... Those are like some of my two favorite things. They can't go wrong. Feet and sweets. Hello. Yes. Who doesn't want that in their mouth all the time? <laughs> the ultimate in decadence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm all about the decadence. Um, I, I remember I did a, a scene with a friend where she was stepping in a pie. Yeah. And of course, I literally ate the entire pie off her feet by myself. And it was, I wasn't even, because I was just in such a headspace, like such a subspace. I was so out of it. I could have done that, I think, for like hours. You could have eaten four pies. I could have eaten four pies. We should have brought more pies. If Why they... didn't we bring more pies? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I it was with somebody, and I think I made them sick because they could not believe that I had consumed so much that pie. much pie by myself in like a very short span of time. But it was literally just in such a worshipy headspace. 
that I wasn't even aware. I just, I was like, oh, all the pie's gone. Oh, what no. happened? What oh, happened? Is that me? <laughs> and I love that, like, that was your dom looking out for you for sure. Probably knowing that you would have just kept going and going and going. She's like, I'll just get one pie just because, <laughs> you know, I've got to put a cap on this. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, when the sake. pie is done, the scene is over. And that's it, Martha. Okay. That's all you get. I will not indulge you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I, I also just love being like a messy and I kind of have a piggy persona. Um, there's something really freeing about just like getting dirty and messy and like not caring. I love that. It feels really liberating and freeing. Yeah. So there's more to it than like just the sensation of feeling it on yourself Mm -hmm. and the smells and the gooeyness. That's really awesome. Like the scent, you know what I mean? Like the the sensory part of it and then like what's going on mentally, emotionally, totally within the scene. It's, it's very sensual because again, like it's scent, it's temperature, it's all these different feelings. Yeah. If the pie is warm. Oh my God. Right. Um, and also, yeah, like it can be gross too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all sorts of different kinds of sensations where it can be like nice feelings, but then also maybe not so nice feelings, but they're probably just not so nice because they're very foreign to you and you haven't really, you're not used to experiencing them. And that can be really fun and exploratory, Mm -hmm. I think as well. And I mean, even if it does feel kind of gross, that's kind of an interesting... I love being gross. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic too. Now Mm -hmm. I'm a gross little fucking piggy. Yeah, That's that's fun too. A whole different layer Mm -hmm. of it. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sure it can... Like, I'm sure you could design a hundred different scenes around wet and messy that can make the sub feel a thousand different ways. Totally. You know? Yeah, and I think also... There's a lot of range. um, Probably, like, femme people especially, but everybody were so taught to be, like, prim and proper and be very presentable and, and pretty or masculine or whatever. And this sort of really puts you in a place where you're, like you can get messy and gross and there's something really fun and indulgent and maybe childlike about that too you know that's um really great so you can it can be a really mental thing as well as as well as just a really wonderful like sensory yeah physical sensations experience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i mean yeah all different dynamics if there's you know an actual sub and an actual dom persona happening like the dom doing that to you Mm -hmm. that's a whole other layer Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or you being ordered to you know do say eat the pie off the set on the dom's feet like that's a whole other thing have the power dynamic in there it's like oh yeah I haven't had like a full body splooshing scene (laughs) either topping or bottom I've definitely sat on cakes for sure okay I've never done that really oh that's that's I mean that's probably a small version of what Mm -hmm. full body splooshing feels like because it's the same thing of like that kind of fun sensation happening and then also that like oh I'm embarrassed that that happened (laughs) yeah yeah totally so like you know a little bit of a humiliation aspect happening oh my god (laughs) and then there's a photographer there and oh god they're taking pictures of me like that oh how terrible I think doing that in front of other people can have a totally different aspect to it too if it's just beyond the the people that are directly in the scene because you're letting other people see you in this sort of state messed state yeah Yeah, this hot mess yeah Yeah. we're just letting go and and I think that can be uh, very dirty and fun as well Well, I hope to hell we get to do that. that oh my god, fun. that would be fun. But if not, 
we you did mention feet, so there might be some sort of foot worshiping mm-hmm. happening. Which you 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 in the feet? I am. What I is it? Thing. What is it about feet? What what is your thing with feet? Um, I think I I just I have a huge oral fixation. Yeah. So that's one thing. I love things in my mouth. If I lick it, it's mine. <laughs> um, I have a worshipy fetish. Um, yeah. When I'm worshiping people, it's I get sort of like a really feeling of like really deep gratitude. Like thank you for letting me do this wow, for yeah. you. It's um it can be almost spiritual and transcendent, honestly. And I and I'm an equal participator so I, I love giving and receiving almost equally mm-hmm. and I yeah again it's like if somebody's really worshiping me and I can tell they're really enjoying it I also feel really kind of I get a feeling of gratitude that you can offer to, that for them yeah. yeah and that they could see me that way or idealize me that way um or if, objectify you in that way yes yeah. yes there's many layers yes. um and also pheromones I think People don't think about pheromones enough, but I, yeah. I love the scent of people. I like that people smell differently. Mm-hmm. I think that's really hot. Um, it's yeah. in, it's intimate, too. It's very intimate. And a lot of people, um, if I ask if I can worship their feet, they're kind of like, what? Okay. And then I do it, and I make, I've converted, I think, a lot Everyone. of people. Because at the end of it, they're like, oh, my God. How have <laughs> I we, not? Yeah. Can we do that again? Because it feels really good. Like. Yeah. Feet are super erogenous and sensitive, and I think people don't realize how much that. I was talking to um, a rope top, and they were telling me that when their rope bottoms are really struggling with like a challenging position, they just add foot rope because feet are so sensitive that the bottom's focus immediately goes to the foot rope and off the pain, and that's a really interesting technique that they use. And I was like, it all makes sense, right? I, yeah, I've also heard that there's like certain. I don't want to say pressure points, though there are pressure points in the feet for sure, mm-hmm. but like there's something that is a, a center for like pleasure that's in the feet that like links, you know, it connects like the feet to the genitals, to right. the nipples, to the, you know, mind, to the mouth. Like yeah. I, it's somehow energetically all, all very, yeah, 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 something like that where it really is like all connected. connected. So like yeah. to ignore the feet is like, oh. And I, I think there was also maybe, yeah, once again, that taboo aspect because feet are dirty and stinky. That and too, yeah. You're not supposed to touch people's feet and you're not supposed to, right. yeah, like, you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to like, like feet. feet. You're supposed to think feet are gross. That's what, that's what yeah. you know, we're told. Yeah. That's the script. So um, again, to flip that script. It can be kind of degrading or humiliating, like yeah. just sit at my feet or use it as a footstool. I think that can have a whole power exchange dynamic that's really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. And I find with like my queerness with women, I, I sometimes just, I just, I don't know, I have like a desire to just worship them. Yeah. <laughs> just worship I, women. I, yeah. yeah. Just cause they're like amazing creatures. And I, I mean, I'll worship, I've worshiped people of all genderous feet. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's also a particular aspect of that. That's of it being a femme foot. Yeah, yeah. That's really lovely. And I just, I like getting into that worshipy headspace and, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it it also brings me really to like an, an altered headspace of just really being focused on my mouth and just like mm-hmm. thinking with my mouth, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, and just being reduced to a mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, you know, reduced to a mouth—that's salient. That's <laughs> yeah, that's. I have a whole thing with being reduced to a mouth, that's which again funny. comes, I think, from specific traumas that I have, um, which mm-hmm. is interesting. But it's just. 
I think once again, like I'm reclaiming that and having like that sort of ownership over my mouth, but also being reduced to math. Yeah. Um, it's all hot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and when I get into that headspace really deeply and I'm having that connection with somebody because I can't really do this with someone who's disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worshipped someone's feet before, and then they, like, pulled out their phone and were, like, not paying attention to me, and I'm like, I can't do that. No, that's not. That's that's going to immediately take me out of headspace, right? Mm -hmm. Though that is some, uh, a type of role play that some people are into. Some people really like to be ignored. Like, that's even more, Mm -hmm. you know, being, if they're kind of into a humiliation fetish, like, to have the dom on their phone while they're, like, while you're sucking, you know what I mean? Like, that you're so worthless that they, you know, (laughs) they're, that, that can that can definitely be hot but obviously yeah, it can it can also be a thing that totally takes you out of it and it like you're like okay I no, think maybe I need... also if it's if it's not negotiated or if that's not what the scene was supposed to be good I point think. yeah what yeah. are what do we want out of this specific exactly. scene with a specific person yeah but but again like if I get into that right headspace I feel like I could do it for hours like you just lose time yeah totally that's great um, totally lose myself into just like the act of it yeah does this extend into like are you into like heels or like yeah. big kick-ass boots like are you know because yeah. <laughs> some people are like foot fetish yes like leather worship no not at all like i need to ta- be a barefoot and some people are also like i need it to be a clean soft foot i don't right. want like a stinky some, foot but some people like a stinky foot, like a stinky foot. you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's a big range. Like totally. when you talk about foot fetish, it's like that can also mean yeah, it's yeah. It's not, all yeah. it's all a spectrum, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I for me it definitely extends. Like I can I can worship shoes and boots. Yeah. Um, I really like being stomped on and stepped on yeah. and kicked. That's awesome. So kind of tramp. Yeah. Some trampling, trampling. happening. <laughs> oh, your eyes just crossed. <laughs> like it's showing it's showing (laughs) and I also really like trampling other people too yeah Um, it's fun yeah 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 me and my partner sometimes joke that if there's like and I'll do totally closed shoes, but sometimes shoes with windows. Mm. <laughs> fun. Like, as in, like, heels where there's still An some open foot. open toe. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of feels like a tease where it's like, oh, I can get a, I can get some feeties. A but... little toe cleavage, but not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. Yeah. Ooh. It's like lingerie um, for your foot. Yeah. An open toe shoe. An open toe heel. <laughs> Exactly. Or stockings. Stockings are great, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another thing that can really be related to foot worship, Mm -hmm. foot fetish, is hosiery. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's a very specific sensory sensation, I think, adding that, too. Like, it feels really interesting and good. Yeah. Um, And also, depending on what hosiery you're using, like, is it totally an opaque closed stocking? Mm -hmm. Is it a fishnet where you can still kind of, you know, smell and taste? the person's actual foot mm-hmm. you know are you smelling their like from their shoe is that still kind of on the stocking like even that this is so why many she's layers. the expert guys <laughs> <laughs> she thinks about these things and that's yeah. why and that's why it's so important to like really flesh out exactly what this means for every specific person mm-hmm. like what it is don't just be like okay foot fetish great let's go yeah no what what tell me exactly what foot fetish is for you what your yeah. foot fetish means what do you want out of the scene yeah so important it's really important exactly yeah because yeah. it, it really changes based on who you're talking to it can look a million different ways yeah. even if we're talking about something as or something as i guess specific as foot fetish mm-hmm. like that's not specific enough exactly. not nearly not specific nearly. enough to create a scene around without yeah. more more information i just actually wrote 
an article that's going to go up on the blog for Ritual Chamber soon. And mm-hmm. it's the art of negotiation, it's called. Oh, awesome. So it's because there's been a lot of talk about, well, there is always a lot of talk about consent in the community, mm-hmm. like in the kink community, which there should be a lot of talk about it. Uh, we're very consent-based, um, or should be, at least. Mm-hmm. So there is some stuff going around right now that yes. I felt I think I know what you're in, talking about. In sense mm-hmm. to write about it. So I wrote just a very detailed from like a scene from beginning to end, meaning from like the very first beginnings of negotiation to the debrief and the check-in the next day, like all the things that need to happen that should happen and how the different ways that all of this can look right. and the importance of each step of this, the entire process, beginning to end before even meeting each other in person or, yep. you know, getting to see each other in person until a week after, like what, what all the work, all the work that needs to be done. Right. To make sure that we're getting, the sub is getting exactly what they want out of the scene and that the dom is fulfilling that. Right. And vice versa. The dom needs to get things out of the scene as well. And, you know, just to make sure that that is all, all happening. I have um, a partner that says um, the scene is not over until both parties have returned to like where they were before you started. And that Mm -hmm. just sort of means that in terms of aftercare, um, sometimes that can be a month. If, <laughs> you know, if the person is not back to where they were in the beginning, a month later, like the scene is still ongoing and it's up to you to, um, make sure that they're taken care of and okay. Um, sometimes that's the next day. Sometimes it's you're immediately back to where you were right after. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe that's also something important to keep in mind that people don't think about that. Um, like a sub can be buzzing from a scene for totally. days after yeah. longer, mm-hmm. you know? If it's a, a scene where they've gotten to very specific headspace or altered state or or even not, just have, you can have repercussions, good or bad, for a long time after, mm-hmm. you know, and you just have to be very wary and careful about all that. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. I think it, it is sort of up to um, the top or, or the bottom too. Um, there's a responsibility there to... Yeah, for both to, parties. To be with that person through that like the scene does not necessarily end when the flogger quits put down (laughs) yeah not at all yeah yeah a lot more work to do and there's a shit ton of work that needs to be done before that as well absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. it's a lot it's a lot harder than a lot of people think like a lot of people can you know pick up a whip and call themselves a pro dom not to toot my own horn (laughs) because i have a lot to learn as well as we all do um with our practice especially where consent all the nuances of consent are concerned, but whew, you can, you, some of these gals out there can be dangerous. Yeah. You know, without having the, uh, done the work. It's, it's work. It's hard work. It's real work. Yeah. Um, all those things. Yeah. It takes a lot of, um, emotional labor, mental labor mm-hmm. to really, um, provide these services in a way that's safe insane and consensual for everybody yeah yeah and um it's not yeah you're right it's not as easy as just picking up a whip and being like well nope yeah let's uh, let let me whip you now now i will whip you (laughs) a lot a lot more shit that has to happen before that we get there yeah 
somewhere though. We are basically we should be wrapping up now. Oh my I, goodness. I, I know. I love our conversation. I feel like we've really flew by. Yeah, it did for me too. I I feel like we could talk another fucking hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you are an artist, you're a performance artist, you're a performer. Let's uh where can we find you, see you, support your stuff, follow you, um, all that good stuff. Follow me on Instagram at muse underscore Acadia. That's M U S Z underscore A C A D I A. Or I'm sure you can find me through the bedpost social media too. Yeah, I will yeah. put links up yeah. for it that will link you to we'll link you all to Martha. Come check me out for cool rope stuff, mm-hmm. cool art stuff, cool mm-hmm. performative stuff. I do it all. Yeah. So come say hi. She do, she do. She do. <laughs> And as far as me, I will mention my Patreon one more time because we are launching that this week. And that is patreon.com slash the bedpost show. Uh, likewise, on Instagram, I'm the bedpost show. If you want to, uh, oh, on Facebook, I'm bedpost erotica as well. If you want to follow all my prodom uh, persona stuff, then I am at the lady pym one on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, also on the Ritual Chamber website, it's theritualchamber.ca slash lady dash pim uh and we'll have links for all that as well um if you want to email me about something bedpost related it's the bedpost sex show at gmail.com if you're listening to uh our uh our podcast i'm like what's it called <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> what, am I, what have i been doing for three years um then you can uh, rate and review us as a business person this goes a really long way uh, for me and my business bedpost. Uh, likewise, if you're listening to podcasts and you're going to be listening to original music by Stephanie Copeland, you can see all her amazing stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. Uh, lastly, I want to thank you, Martha, for coming in and speaking with me today. Thank you. And lastly, lastly, I want to thank all of you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.